Welcome back to the Hour Time Podcast, the podcast for Watch Geeks by Watch Geeks. I'm John Biggs. I'm Victor Marks. And today on the show, we have all sorts of exciting things. We just talked about the difference between square waves and sine waves. Uh, why don't you? Why don't so so I so welcome, Victor. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm so. I'm so uh, depo- discombobulated. Well, you, you've been traveling, right? Didn't you get back from Texas? I got back from Texas. I, oh yeah, I was in Brightling. I saw Brightling. It was actually. It was a really interesting trip. I liked to. I. It was the first. It was actually probably the first watch trip I've been on in years literally years probably like decades like we don't usually do watch junkets right yeah and i didn't want oh whatever i like yeah who's gonna who's gonna turn down a freaking free trip to to dallas and hang out in a hotel and (laughs) have dinner or whatever the watches were great i really liked those new watches they were the um they were the uh what were they the arrow arrow mama whatever they were called what were they what were they what am i talking about you're talking about breitling yeah, but what's what are these watches that I'm talking about? I forget, I forget what they what the what they were called. Oh, they oh the Navi- uh, no no what Navitimer it was a, yeah, it was a Navitimer the, of some kind, wasn't it? I gotta look on the site now. I should nobody should nobody should allow me it's to it's like do a anything. super avi super aviator yes. tribute or something, right? Yeah, the tribute, the tribute. Uh, so yeah, super avi. So it's yeah. like uh, so the the benefit of these guys. Oh, our search doesn't work. You can't actually click the when you when you do the search, it just does. So our, our site sucks, huh? <laughs> Ooh, nobody told us that their search doesn't work. That's bad. November eighteenth. I got to go back two two weeks. Anyways, it was the Super Avi. It's a GMT, which yeah, is really works. nice. I'm able to search. Oh, I can't click it for some reason. Okay, uh, so you've got the. Uh, you're showing us the panda, the sort of blue or black with the the white dials there, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you, yeah. So that, yeah. All this. Okay. So they got, they got four, they got three types, I believe. The, the, uh, the Vought Corsair, Curtis Warhawk, the Havilland Mosquito, uh, and the P41 Mustang, P51 Mustang. Uh, and each one is like styled in a different way. And as you can see, if you look at the, if you look at the site, it's got a date window, it's got a GMT hand, and it's got a big crown. And it's really, it's like really nicely, it's really nicely done. And it's like, I, I'm not a, I'm not a, Breitling guy per se, uh, but my brother-in-law got a big date Breitling uh, Chrononaut or whatever uh, a while like two a couple a month ago. I really liked that one, and this one I really liked. I was really really impressed by it, and it's like it's it hit all the it hit all the right buttons. I don't exactly understand what that what the what the dial the uh, the bezel does. Well, it's a twelve hour right, so it's a rotating, and you get a, get a, grab a second time zone. Yeah, I guess you get a second time. I guess you get three time zones then. But they flew us out. They set us up in a. They set us up in a hotel. They take. This is a whole junket thing. This is how this thing works. And then they then they took us to a air to an airport, like a testing airport, and uh, and it's like it was like an educational airport, I guess you would say. And they flew one of each of these planes in uh, to show us. They had a P fifty one Mustang. Yeah, some old, some dude just flew that thing across across the country and landed it in that in that thing. And they opened the, they opened the hangar door and it was like and all the stuff and like the smoke was burp, was blurring and all this crazy crap. And it's like it's really it was it was really well done. And I'm like, and I'm usually like a I'm usually like a grumpus when it comes to this kind of stuff. Yeah, you're not usually impressed by this. I'm not usually impressed. I was impressed by this. I really enjoyed, I enjoyed the experience. I enjoyed, I enjoyed going out there and I enjoyed the opportunity. One thing I did notice, I was talking with a bunch of, 
a bunch of uh, dealers. So I've been going on the Reddits and watching like everybody talk about like, hey, this dealer, like we have to, how do you, how do you take care of your authorized dealer? Let me tell you the dealers. Oh, the, the, the sucking up to the dealer to be yeah, a good friend so you get the on the list. Yeah. Okay. They don't care about you at all. They literally, they, they, if they, they wouldn't, they wouldn't spare the, uh, they wouldn't spare, spare the steam of their piss if you were on fire. If, as it were. Wow. It's, they're really, they're just like dudes. They're just like, what do they care? Like, oh, do, can, can we make money off this dude? Yeah, probably. So let's go for it. It's, an, it's nuts. It's nuts how, how these guys are. And these guys are just basically selling watches. And anyway, and anyway, selling watches is actually really difficult. And there's no, there's no, there's no benefit to it. It's like, you're basically going to, you're going to, you're losing money every watch you sell. So how they have to make more money out of it. So they just, they just, they're going to screw you every time they can. They're going to, they're going to charge you. They're going to charge you extra. They're going to make you, they're going to force you to buy extra watches or different watches. It's just complete, complete garbage. It's completely ridiculous. And, and they can do that because the people on Reddit have basically given them permission. Yes, exactly. Complete permission. Like I'm, I'm like, I read these Reddit things every day and it's just like, oh, I just, I, I just set my AD a bottle of whiskey and it's like, you're, you're the AD is already drunk. He doesn't need any more whiskey. What, <laughs> what AD needs to do is like, is to, is to wake up and understand that he's about to go, uh, he's about to lose business yeah. because you're going to go, you're going to go gray market and by all means go gray market. They, they are not going to remember you at Christmas time. And you'll remember them and you're going to send them a freaking a right. cake You're or sending them a bottle of a uh, hundred dollar bottle of whiskey or something, something yeah. like not, not the cheapest of the shelves, right? You're sending them the, the, the hundred, two hundred dollar bottle of whiskey and they don't remember you. Yeah. They, they don't, don't care. They don't yeah. care. Anyway. So I'm more and more, hundred percent more and more. I'm, I'm, I'm arguing that buying a super cheap watch that doesn't really matter is far superior to anything else. That's straight up. That's the only thing. Like, if you like, if you like the watch, buy 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 a buy a replica. I don't even care. Okay, so you you're saying it's okay to buy a super cheap watch? You go on, yeah. Well, you buy a super cheap. Okay, so so two things. So the so like that Willard that I got. Remember, I was talking about the Willard a couple a couple uh, weeks ago. Mm -hmm. I got the Willard on, uh, and I'm I'm looking at like the AliExpress or something. AliExpress doesn't have a brand on it, which is fine, which I was happy with. And it has, and it looks like a Willard. It acts like a Willard. You wind it up and it, and it spins. Same, same movement as a Willard. Yeah. And you're a happy baby. Honestly, you're a super happy baby. I don't see, I don't see why, I don't see why anybody would, would spend, I don't know, $4,000 on a Seiko, Seiko diver when you can just get it easily. Asking a lot. I don't know. I don't know. And I also look at the Chinese watch uh, reddits and there's like uh, like the Phil, Philida. Have you seen this? It's a uh, P-H-Y-D-I-A yeah, P-H-Y-L-I-D-A, yeah. yeah. And it's a Chinese, it looks, it looks exactly like the freaking, uh, the, the Speedmaster. Yeah. Uh, exactly like it. It probably costs, what does it cost now? Like 70 bucks, hundred yeah. bucks. Yeah. It's nuts. So if you yeah. like it, just go, go nuts. They're, by all means, the, the, a, the, a, the, the authorized dealer doesn't care. He does. He doesn't. He doesn't care if you if you buy or you don't buy. He he wants. He wants to make as much money off you. And if you come in with ten thousand bucks, he's going to take your ten thousand bucks. Fine. And uh, and the brands clearly don't care either. But if you get a chance, you should buy that Breitling. Yeah. Well, I I did not buy the Breitling, but I didn't have the chance either. No. Instead, I bought the Invicta. The Invicta. No, I. We, you, sh- you showed me the Invicta. So what is what is this Invicta? Tell us the story. Well, so so I was cruising eBay as one does. And I found an Invicta GMT 9401. 
And the, the 9401 is a stainless steel watch. It's got a Swiss Ronda 515.24H movement, which is a quartz 24-hour GMT movement. And for all the world, it looks really similar to your Explorer 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, it looks just like it. Yeah, I, I got the black dial because, you know, if if you're trying to to play dress up and, and you know, one day when I grow up, I'm going to be John, I figured I'd get this and it looked Nobody like... Nobody wants to be me. It makes no sense. 95% looks like the one you have. Mm-hmm. The, the bracelet was a little chunky, so I put a, a bracelet with hollow center links on it. So it's uh, more period correct to the 1997 Explorer 2 that you have. And uh, so you're you're living the life O'Reilly as pretty as happy say. life O'Reilly. Pretty yeah, happy. You should be happy. Why would why would you why would you want anything else? Why would you why would you want for anything? I, else? I foolishly turned my thirty five dollar watch into a fifty five dollar watch by putting a twenty dollar bracelet on it. <laughs> <laughs> but still, <laughs> it's it's not bad. Well, I, I distinctly remember, I distinctly remember back in the old days, I, I think I wrote about a replica or something like that on wristwatch review and I got yelled at. There was at. a, uh, a Steinhardt uh, that you wrote about that was powered by like a Swiss 2824 and you weren't pleased with yeah. it and, and people got mad. That was a, that was a GMT. No, it was 2836. It wasn't, it wasn't well, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't well done. It was, it was really poor. It was really bad GMT. Yeah. Not like you gotta get, you gotta, you gotta, you have to accept that that's, that's absolute garbage. Uh, but I'm looking at like a San Martin or like whatever they think the San Martin Nautilus. It looks okay. Look, if you're into if you're into watches, you should probably try as many watches you can until you get sick of them, and then you, then you can spend all your money on a eleven thousand dollar Submariner when you know that that's exactly what you want. Because otherwise, you're going to drive yourself nuts. And the the primary goal of watch owning is watch ownership is to uh, is to own lots and lots of watches and try them on and wear them for a little while and be happy with them and then sell them and then, or trade them and then, uh, and then get the one good thing move on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't see any reason. I don't, I, I'm, 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 I'm completely, I'm completely open to the, to the idea that the, the watch industry is, uh, is actively angry at the world and is destroying people. I mean, there was a time when you would not have approved of that watch, but I think in your, in your elder years, you are less grumpus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're getting along a little bit. I'm slowly but surely. Yeah. yeah. I'm literally looking Alibaba watches right now. I'm thinking about like getting a getting a seagull. Pilot chronograph seagull movement. Uh like a like a two two register chronograph. Yeah, so that again, that movement was based on the old um I think it's uh Venus one seventy five. So that was a Swiss movement and the Chinese bought the tooling and and took it over. Hmm. And and so you're you're getting a movement that is well thought out. I mean it's it's up to the question of whether or not the Chinese can make it well every time, but it's, it's a functional mechanical chronograph. Yeah. No, it should be fine. I, I own one. I have, uh, I have one of those. I don't have maybe that style, but I've got the Siegel movement in a, uh, mm-hmm. a white dial with blue subdials, Panda. Nice. Yeah. See, perfect. Do it. Do, do it. Do what you feel. Be happy. Well, tell me about that concrete watch that we were talking about. I was going to ask you. So, what do you know about mixing concrete? Does it expand? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, what does it do? It's well, first of all, it's it's horrible. You have to get the right amount of water to to concrete ratio and you mix it and and then it 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 contracts actually a little bit. It doesn't expand. Oh, interesting. So it gets smaller. Well, because the moisture comes out of it, right? It evaporates. Mhm. 
So, oh, interesting. Okay, okay, I gotcha. The, the what's weird is like we've seen a bunch of different materials get used. the The classic material that everyone wants to use that's not steel is carbon. Mm-hmm. And for a little while there, there was carbon fiber that was layered, and that that sucked. And there was carbon fiber where it was uh, resin with with carbon fibers just kind of embedded in it and swirled around. And the problem was a lot of those cases broke, didn't they? Was that a thing? Uh, no, I don't think it was a thing. I, I hadn't heard anything about it. So maybe and, uh, the, the complaint I remember is that the lugs broke off. Like you'd, you'd hit it on the side okay. or something and a lug would break off and there was nothing you could do. You couldn't solder it back on because it was just carbon. Yeah. Well, the, I mean, the problem with that, the problem with the carbon is that it's like, uh, it's very, uh, it's, it's, it's rigid in certain, in certain permutations. So if, if you do exactly the wrong thing with it, it's going to shatter like, like glass, yeah. but if everything else, the vast majority of situations, it's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And I actually have one of those cases, I think, uh, something Patrick sent me that's got some tritium tubes in it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, we, we've had a couple in for review from time to time. They've been fine. They just look and feel, they, they feel, they're so lightweight. They feel kind of cheap. And so you feel weird paying multiple thousands of dollars for something that looks like plastic yeah. and feels that light. That's like that, uh, that Casio that I have that has carbon fiber case, uh, which is a great idea. I really like it, but it's also like, am I, why am I paying $1,100 for Casio? And you are paying $1,100 for Casio because it's, a, because it's carbon fiber. It's really done well done, et cetera, et cetera. But you just feel bad about it. So the, the other alternative material that was out there for a while was one that Zenit was doing where you, you remember the Zenit Defy Extreme Mm, yeah, yeah. Where the the case looked like it was made out of a a metal that had been foamed. It had little air pockets mm, in it. No, maybe I didn't okay, see that. Okay, they one, no. they had this watch. It was back when um back before. Oh, damn! How can I blank on his name? Um, the guy that revived Hublot. Uh, Biver. Yeah, right. Yeah, Biver. Yeah, yeah, Biver. He before he retired. This was like the last thing that he did. He announced was the the Zenit with the movement that was made out of silicon and only had a hundred pieces or five pieces in it or something like that, something ridiculous. And the case was made of this foamed metal so that it was, it was full of holes and, and voids inside so that it was lighter. And that was a really super cool looking kind of case, except if you could get over the fact that it looked like it was made of foam. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was bizarre. So now we're getting to the point. The point is that Hublot has mixed concrete sand and, and camel leather to make this special edition watch for the uh, United Arab Emirates celebration of their 50th anniversary of independence. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, 50 years of whatever. 50 years of yeah, independence, okay. Now, Hublot is one of these weird things. Like watch lovers regularly put down Hublot. Yeah, right? They're big, they're tasteless. Is that the summary? Yeah, I think so. I think that's true. And and to be fair, Hublot has done like a bunch of really tasteless things, you know, putting denim well, so I'm- on a, on a yeah, dial so, or no, they, yeah. And they did like the, they did like, they put like, I think they did like grass or something from like a, like a soccer field or something goofy. They bedazzled I, one I would, with like the little bedazzled yeah. stones. I would agree that I would agree that they're goofy, but I think what they've done with the big bang is they actually kind of like made it. They tried a lot of new stuff that a lot of the other brands didn't do. True. And they kind of brought like the, the big bang in particular was the, was the definitive like mashup mashup watch that, nobody nobody expected to to exist and then suddenly it popped up which was really cool Hmm. so 
but concrete is dumb. You are, well, so concrete is dumb. The dial is this this sand colored dial that matches mm-hmm. the camel leather strap. The concrete, I just feel like you're gonna you know you're gonna walk into a door frame, you're gonna chip it. Yeah, and then where will you be? Uh. Uh, you think so? What What are you going to do? Take like a, a a toothpick and mix up some mortar and put it back together? Yeah, why not? It's a little, little, little epoxy. I guess. But it's it. The, the truth is, looking at it, it looks fine. It looks it looks like a decent color and a decent finish. Although I wonder how much work had to be done on casting this thing and molding it to be as good as it looks, because the edges are nice and defined. It's crisp edges. I mean, yeah. I just feel like it's it's another one of these Hublot experiments that would probably not last or hold up. It's one of these things you buy because you're totally into you blow. But if Yeah, of course. No, it, it's not it's and it's it's eleven thousand it's a what, how how much is it? It's really expensive. It is. It's um first of all, we should tell how big it is. It's a forty five millimeter mm-hmm. case with uh thirteen point eight five thick, right? Yeah. How much do they want for this thing? It's it's got its own Hublot caliber, which is based on a twenty eight ninety two. So it's a chronograph with a module. They get twenty five thousand for this. Twenty five thousand for a piece of concrete, which is kind of goofy. Yeah. 20, well, concrete with a twenty eight ninety two and Dubois Dupraz module. Yeah, which is yeah. but it's still a piece of concrete. Yes, I mean, I mean, you you, you wouldn't be you wouldn't pay you wouldn't pay tw- uh, that much for just the movement, right? So no, no, yeah. <laughs> I, I agree that yeah let's let's do a let's do a concrete case that sounds fun actually that that sounds like that sounds like a good idea I'll allow it as it were but I feel like making a concrete case might actually be easier once you've mastered the molds and tooling yeah I think so you know you don't have to cut a giant block of steel right you just slap some concrete in a mold and out pars a watch case mm-hmm. this could be even better ooh yeah let's just do a Let's do a uh, whatchamacallit. Let's like let's what, what, what the Cholex the uh, the Cholex yeah. should be a the wristwatch review Cholex. watch should be just a concrete just a lump of concrete with no movement. Ooh, mm. think about that. That's that's not bad. I think I think we do that. Yeah, just like just like a just a piece of concrete. What's weird about Hublot is Hublot is the watch that. Uh, when people decide that they're going to become flippers, right? They're gonna they're gonna get into watches and they're gonna flip to make money, right? Yeah. Earn your six figure income this year by flipping watches. Uh, Hublot is one of the prime targets because apparently the Hublot fans just can't get enough. Hmm. Like that is the watch that that you should go and buy and then flip because that's the one you can make the biggest ROI on. So it's Rolex, Patek, and Hublot. I mean, going for those higher dollar ones makes total sense because you're going to get a wider, you know, your your fifteen percent that you're going to make per transaction is going to be bigger. But are you just but so so let's let's and and before we close, we got we're hitting twenty minutes. Oh, uh, stop. Yeah, I feel like I feel like we've I feel like we've covered a lot. But just just to be clear, the 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 concept behind what they're trying to do is they're basically saying I'm going to buy this Submariner and I'll sell it for fifteen thousand, or if it's for eleven thousand, sell it for fifteen thousand. Is that what they're thinking? Fifteen percent profit every time. That's the thinking. Yeah. So, I'd, so anytime you go to an AD, and actually we can talk about this next week. I'll 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 bring up a very interesting uh, conversation with an AD that somebody had. He was he was he yelled at a customer uh, for purchasing a watch and then reselling it like a year later. What? Yeah. 
Yeah. Like I could see if you were doing it a week or a month later. I get that. Yeah. Right. No, it's a whole thing. I'll, I'll, but, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to confirm some details and we can write it. We can talk about this. It's actually really interesting, but yeah, the AD, so, so there's, there are plenty of watch flippers and that's one of the reasons why the ADs hold the, hold everything in reserve because they know that they know that they could, they, they, the AD can make way more money on these, on these things if they just basically sold them, not at, yeah. not an MSRP. Which is right. why should they let someone else flip when they yeah. can flip and take the same money? Yes, exactly. So we're so we're in this we're in this really really dumb situation where the where the salespeople who are trying to sell you this watch and all you're trying to do is get a good watch to wear on your wrist and enjoy your life and and move on, whereas the salespeople immediately suspect you of of some kind of foul play, and yeah. that's I think that's I think that's the worst part of this whole thing. Right, right. If you come in and you say. I want a sports Rolex watch. I, I I just have always wanted a sports Rolex watch. Get me something stainless steel. They think that you're a suspect. You're a flipper. If you say, I, I, I don't care what you've got. I don't care what you don't got. I want to have the, the Batman GMT because I have always mm-hmm. wanted the Batman GMT. They might not suspect you, which is, this is bad shit. How, how did we get here? We got here because of Reddit. We got here because, because of, um, the collectors, the, cl- the world of collecting right now has changed so drastically from friendly weirdos going to a con- conference to, hey, we can invest in this stuff. And you don't invest in a, a you can invest in a watch, but why? Why would, why would you, why would you, why would you waste your time that way? Why would you, why would you kill yourself to, to invest in a watch when you can just buy a watch and enjoy it? That's all. I don't know. All right. This, this, this has been the Our Time podcast. We should close this up before we, uh, before we, get f- go further into a rabbit hole uh I'll, I'll bring up i'll talk about this ad next week when i get some uh, when i get some more clarity uh but it's a wild story i'm john biggs and i am working on casting cases out of cement yes the the cholex cement edition is on its way thanks for listening thank you for listening to the hour time show the official podcast of wristwatchreview.com feel free to email us at tips at wristwatchreview.com with your feedback and suggestions And please be sure to visit wristwatchview.com and wristwatchview on Instagram for more fun watch content. Have a nice day.